This is Leslie, Thinking Upwards. Welcome to the Walnut Women podcast. You know, right thinking about God leads to right living. Join our conversation as we discuss various topics through a biblical lens and a Christ-centered worldview. We hope the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit will help you live out gospel-transformed lives for the glory of God. Katie, Merrill, and Vanessa join me today as we share the ways in which God is working at FCBC Walnut during this pandemic. This is the Walnut Women Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the topic that we're going to be discussing is about FCBC during the pandemic. So the question I wanted us to discuss is how have you witnessed God sanctifying, purifying, strengthening, and preserving FCBC Walnut under the physical restrictions of this pandemic. Because we know that the church campuses have, church campus has been closed since um, March 8th, 2020, our last service, and we've been on virtual space. So let's just talk about what we've seen and witnessed how God is still building up FCBC. So Katie, We'll start with you today. Okay. Well, you know, during this pandemic, I've had a chance to think about, you know, what is the church all about? What are the basic components of a church that makes it a church? A lot of times we have a lot of things going on, a lot of stuff that may or may not be like the essentials of the church. Now, after we're closed, I think um, it really made me think about what is, what, what are the most important components? What is church and why would we want to go? Um, what comes to mind is the Bible's description of the church as a body. And um, Christ is the head, and we are members. So it gave me a lot of security in knowing that Christ is the head. I, yeah. Me, as a, a leader of the church, I feel kind of responsible, which is the word, of course. And then fellowship, which is the community and the sharing, breaking of bread, and then prayers. So those are the basic four components I would be the quick answer to that question. Mm -hmm. And how that works out, that's why I'm thinking, you know, um, the body of Christ still functions together within using those four components. We still serve one another with the preaching of the word. We want to still have that community and sharing of resources, bringing each other meals, you know, not mm -hmm. just having these Zoom meetings, but, you know, mm -hmm. bringing each other meals, praying for one another. Those are all still there because we're still a body. Yeah, I would say the first thing that was a notable um, growth once we switched on to virtual space was the number of attendees for prayer meeting. When it was a Wednesday nights at church, I would say there was low representation, <laughs> lower representation. And now for these English prayer meetings, at least there is regularly over 50 households um, signing in. And I would say that our prayer meetings are very vibrant because we're sharing our prayer requests and members of the congregation are volunteering to pray. And we haven't seen or have been able to experience this kind of prayer, prayer for one another, for urgent needs. And so that's been a huge blessing for sure that has transferred onto the virtual space. I think not having that geographical uh, distance makes it easier for people to be able to come in that say, you know, mm -hmm. come together. And, you know, especially you guys, you know, with young children, it is very hard and it, it's late in the evening, but then it works out great for you guys because now the kids are sleeping, you can join prayer meeting, right? 
And so I, I, that does, uh, there are some advantages of not being able to have the uh, in-person. Right. I feel like as we're saying that, um, let's talk about the main components of the church. I think it's like, I think what I've been like, all of them like want to come and they're like making time and they have time now, you know? So it's like, it's, it's been really good. And just like seeing them like really grow deeper in their faith. I feel like God has provided like so many more opportunities in this time. So yeah, good. Yeah, there's definitely been a shift of how people are showing tangible acts of care and help mm -hmm. to one another. And I really do see that shift once the pandemic and the quarantine happened that people were just voluntarily being very thoughtful and mindful of those in need and offering um, tangible acts of service. And that definitely seeing that unity of people just being available and ready to help out was a blessing for sure. Yeah. I think the hard thing though is like, because everything is online, you people really have to like take the initiative to want to like show themselves. So I think when I was thinking about this question, I thought about like a lot of the same things that have already been mentioned as like blessings. But at the same time, I was thinking like, yeah, but I like see the same people all the time. Or like I fellowship with the same small circle now all the time because those are the people who show themselves online. But there's so many people who like, I haven't talked to in so long and I have no idea what, what they're doing or how they're doing, you know? And I think the tricky thing about virtual space is that we can always just show what we want to show. It's um, so if we're not doing so well, or if we're not wanting to open up a certain part of our lives, then it's easier to conceal those things, I feel like. And in that sense, I think it's harder to care for people um, mm -hmm. because I think, yeah, at church, we could like always put on our best face. But you know, sometimes, like when you see someone in person, you can sort of get the vibe of like, where they're at. Exactly. Or, or like, yeah. like, for, like, if they just had like, a fight with their husband or something, you know, you could tell like something is sort of not wrong. And, and they just have to be at church, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's one aspect that I sort of miss, like not getting to talk to people maybe that I don't consistently talk to all the time um and yeah but i'm really blessed by the other ways in which i totally resonate with how like we have to be more creative now i'm just like really impressed by a lot mm -hmm. of different people at, like stepping up in mm -hmm. like aaron ma in his like um worship yeah. compilations like i was just really blessed and um just really impressed by that and just even yesterday they had like an Instagram live and he's talking about it and he's like so passionate about it and I was like oh man like this is really nice to see um someone really um working out like their giftings by God you know I mean I think at the same time too uh because people choose to be online mm -hmm. uh I I do see a also a deeper level of sharing as well like even within the mom's fellowship which Meryl is part of. <laughs> uh, usually a lot of the moms can't come because, you know, the time and the kids and all that nap time. And now when they come, you know, we get kind of get right into it. Mm. Usually when you meet in person, oh, how are you doing? How are you today? What did you have for snack? But then now <laughs> you're just online, like, let's get right into the sharing. You know, there's no meal mm -hmm. or sharing or snacks or anything. So I kind of <laughs> like the um, intentional, deeper into just get into conversation. For sure. 
Yeah. I, I, th I see the part about people exercising their spiritual gifts and this time, like it kind of magnifies that we need every member to exercise and utilize and strengthen the church by serving in the ways that God has graciously given to them. So I, I think in that way, for instance, doing the online worship videos has allowed someone like Aaron Ma to step up and to serve with his time and with his skills. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'll move on over with you, Vanessa. Do you want to share um, the ways that you've seen um, God specifically strengthening, preserving, purifying FBDC? Um, I think kind of just like what I was saying earlier, I feel like just this time, at least for me, I feel like there's actually kind of like what you guys were saying earlier, just like the intentional um, seeking out for community. I feel like um, now that we don't have that kind of like um, designated day on Sunday to see each other, um, you kind of have to like keep up with people. I think also for me, it's like, it's easy because I'm an introvert. It's just easy for me to like be complacent by myself at home. And um, I feel like now it's like, I need to like be uh, intentional in that way to uh, connect with people and like, um, yeah, just have that fellowship. And I think, yeah, I'm just, I think just kind of redoing what I was saying. I'm just really thankful. I feel like now, like, um, with being at home, I just have so much more opportunity to, like, meet up with my girls, like, my uh, youth, youth small group girls, because, like, I feel like now I'm meeting up with them, like, way more than I did before, because before it was, like, they had, you know, extracurricular activities, they had, like, mm. band, they had orchestra, and all this stuff, and now it's kind of like, well, they're all, but nothing is happening, you know, and so, um, I mean, it's sad. It's for sure sad. And like, <laughs> I don't want them to miss those things. You know, I want them to have those extracurricular activities, but I feel like there's just so much growth happening. And like, not even just for them, but like for me, like going through like when, whatever study we're going through. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I feel like God is turning something that is sad, you know, and disappointing. And he's really using that to like, um, still like glorify him and like, um, just grow us, I think. And so, yeah, I'm just thankful for like how he's kind of like changing those things too. I think giving us more time definitely leaves room for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. We do get too much clutter in our lives and be busy and we think we're being productive. And I'm thankful that for this time where we kind of forced to slow down, even like you said, the girls, they don't have activities and they're bored at home. Well, that's where space where the Holy Spirit can start to speak to us in a way that we hadn't been able to hear from him before. And maybe you might even, maybe even some of the kids and girls, you know, encourage them to read the word because the sanctification and the purification comes from the work of the Holy Spirit when we measure ourselves against God's word and be convicted by God's word. So hopefully we now have more time to read the Bible mm -hmm. and, uh, and then allow that word to convict us and sanctify us too. We definitely have been too busy uh, with, mm -hmm. with our lives before. Yeah. And when it first, when we first shut down, I thought, wow, I have time to really study the Bible now instead of just yeah. like preparing the lesson. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. Allowing space uh, for the Holy Spirit to work. But again, you know, that's also intentional. You could use that space to uh, watch TV, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Yeah, so hopefully for many of us, with God removing the busyness, the distractions, and just all these other obligations, and we're just back to the basics of being in the home and getting back into just the foundational foods, like spirit, our spiritual, daily spiritual food. I think one thing I've been really thinking about is that Jesus completed God's work in his life, and it took him only 33 years. And, you know, when I thought about that, I'm past that age, and I'm asking myself, how many years is it going to am I going to need to complete the work that God has set before me? This spiritual work that he's calling me to do, I think that this time has really been very clear what I shouldn't be doing and the things I should be investing in really are people. And that is truly like God's work. We're investing in souls because in the kingdom of God, he's going to add souls and that's, Kind of like the work he's called us to do so i think like vanessa what you're doing is like you're sowing seeds you're investing in the things of heaven which will be you know more souls so thanks for sharing um meryl do you have any thoughts on this question mm, i think i pretty much said what my thoughts were i think personally though i was really blessed by the church um, or surprisingly blessed when we had Micah to see like how people sort of went out of their way, even though they weren't seeing us at church to like seek to bless us. Like mm -hmm. I would just get stuff on our doorstep and I was like, whoa, like I didn't expect this at all or people to drive all the way to our house to do this or they'd be like, hey, we left you wipes. And I was like, but where did you get wipes? There's nowhere you can buy wipes right now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, just really experiencing what it means uh, to have people in the church care for our physical needs as a family. I think um, that's something that I guess I never really felt like super thankful for um, until the mm -hmm. pandemic because it was such like a visible representation of people's love and how God uses the church to bless those in need. Um, so yeah, thank you, church. <laughs> well, um, one thing I wanted to talk about is something that I've seen evidence through starting from the pastoral staff and then trickling down into our church. And it is this spiritual work of unity being done. And I've been reflecting a lot on, on Jesus's prayer uh, from John 17. and um, he says, starting from verse 21, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you loved me. And I see this, a united church is a, it's an act of spiritual growth because what unity takes is people having the attitude of humility, of Philippians 2, giving preference to others' needs as more important as their own. And when they do come into conflict with some decisions or maybe disagreements or um, people wanting to 
put their preferences over one another. In order to be unified and united in this time, like God has to do a spiritual work in everyone's hearts so that we can embrace each other like we're one body in Christ. And, and if there are um, hurts, it, you know, they need forgiveness and they need to be forgiven. And so this is something I feel like is a blessing. I just see that Pastor Albert really has a heart to see our church united through all of this. And this unity is something that will bear witness of God to the world right now, because as we all know, like there's just a lot of tension in our um, political, our social climate. And really like when people look at the church, if the church is united, then we represent God to them. And this is like the only place where you'll see what unity looks like. So that's been something that I've been really thankful for, that our church leaders and pastors desire to stay united, even though natural consequences is we might do things a little slower, but we're just doing it together. And since we are a tri-congregational church, it's, it, we have, you know, three congregations to account for. But I think it is a blessing that we are you know, holding on to each other. Um, so we're going to move on to the second question for um, this episode. And the question is, how should we, what are some things we can be praying for as our church considers reopening and with the new orders that we cannot be um, allowing indoor worship services? And what's God been putting on your heart in prayer for FCBC at this time? I think, Leslie, what you mentioned about unity, Pastor Albert has been encouraging and leading us to pray for three things for the last year. Mm -hmm. Unity, purity, and ongoing revival. Yeah. I think through the pandemic, God is accomplishing all three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And those are the prayers that I've been praying or um, I've been thinking about, too, that the ongoing revival. Mm -hmm. you know, I really believe that God is doing something in our society. Mm -hmm. And non-believers are going to come and so just pray that we are ready to embrace and share the gospel with non-believers that will come because we've been mm -hmm. praying for that that revival the revival of our church for our nation for ourselves and our hearts mm -hmm. and praying for the purity too like you're saying how is our church being sanctified this has really kind of like pushed us to be to be sanctified and purified in many ways so that those three prayers that we've been praying for the past year still applies as we can get ready for the reopening. I feel like I would say, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I think I was just thinking they're like patience because we were like so close to opening like tomorrow, I guess tomorrow as we are talking right now, but um, like we were so close and then like, you know, the governor's order came out and then, you know, we had to like push it back. And so I feel like I, I was praying for like patience and I think, you know, unity goes along with that. I think, you know, like some of us are really eager to go back. I think that's good. You know, like we want to meet again together, but I think just praying for overall patience and like trust in God's timing. And, you know, we don't know why exactly God is prolonging it even further, mm -hmm. but, you know, we just know that his plan is good and his timing is good. Um, I think something else I was thinking about, and maybe this is just me, I don't know if anyone, like, anyone else feels this way, but uh, I think for me, it's like praying against complacency. 
I think like it's easy just to be like, oh, we're going to be here for a long time and like, mm-hmm. or just, or just be comfortable like at home, like on Sunday morning, it's really easy just to like, you know, be in your pajamas and like get food while like, the sermon is going, or you know, just like, just be super comfortable. And like, I feel like not totally engaged. Um, I would want to pray against complacency and to still be like active in our faith and in our fellowship and not just feel like just kind of take like a back seat. Um, mm-hmm. So at least for me, I think that's like really easy to do. And so I want to kind of like be ready. Like I want to, yeah, like be active still. So I feel like those two things, along with like what you guys were saying, um, have been like on my mind, the prayers. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Those are really, really good praying points. And what I wanted to comment to what Katie shared is that I feel like our church is really blessed that Pastor Albert's heart is shepherding us in this way. It shows like he is um, humbly seeking the Lord and he desires for our spiritual growth as a church. And that is so valuable because he's focusing on the right things and not the surfacey things about a church. Mm-hmm. So I'm really blessed just to hear that those were the prayers, the three prayers that our senior pastor has been praying for us and desiring to see us grow in. Meryl, do you have anything to share? Um, I think, <laughs> I don't know if you guys still sing that. <laughs> you know, when the music fades, all is stripped. Of course. Yeah, that's that's course. Old. I love that song. <laughs> okay. But you know, I, I really like it, but getting back to the heart of worship and it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like the line that says, you know, I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've made it, made the church and worship so many things. Mm-hmm. And to coming back to the heart of worship about Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's all we have now. We don't have basketball. We don't have lunch. Exactly. We don't have you know, yeah. <laughs> no lunch. The heart of worship. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I think in that way, God is really purifying us. So that our Mm -hmm. eyes can really be focused and fixated on Jesus. And we can come back, not just on Christmas time, but like in our whole lives, that it would reflect our adoration of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, personally, I pray for all your husbands and you (laughs) and to Katie, because they reflect our SCBC pastoral team. And that is my encouragement to you guys as well. Thank you. The rest of the church, just that, you know, our leaders, they are at the end of the day, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And God has put a calling on their lives to shepherd his flock. But you know, at this time, I just think that they're going through this for the first time. They don't have answers of what is best for our church and they need to seek for God's guidance day to day. They need to live by faith and not by sight. But, you know, as a church member, I feel like it's my duty to make sure that they get there too. And I want to support God's calling in um, your life and to Katie and in our pastoral staff. And so for me personally, I have a huge commitment to be praying for our um, leadership team And I also want to encourage um, the rest of our church to be doing that. And another thing that I uh, want to be praying for is that for the self 
and what is God calling each one of the members of SCDC to be doing at this time? Like we said earlier, we have all been given spiritual gifts and, you know, God desires to use those gifts to help equip the church. And so I think my encouragement is really to ask for ourselves, like, do we really know what God is calling us to do at this time? Um, are we being useful for his work and not what our agenda is, but surrendering that and really seeking how we can glorify God the most through this time, through the skills that he's given to us and through the call. And so I think that's also something that um, is my prayer. And so, um, yeah, I think that concludes our discussion today about God's work at SCBC and the things that we can be thankful for and give him thanks and glory to. So thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you. What is the Holy Spirit prompting you to do that you might be used to build up God's church to the glory of his name? My prayer is that he will make his work known to you and that you will be faithful to do the work God has placed before you. Join us next time on the Walnut Women podcast. Thanks for listening.